0: Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. Hey guys, it's been a while, but I have not forgotten about the podcast. It's just been a busy time, and it's mostly been busy with the CrossFit Open and the CrossFit competition season. So I wanted to touch on all of what the CrossFit Open was this year how it went for me personally and my team, and how I think that you could get to regionals, how you need to train, what you need to eat, all that fun stuff coming up in this podcast. But first, hey guys, if you are at all interested in getting stronger, improving your fitness, anything that has to do with CrossFit, you got to check out my last podcast with a Dr. Daniel Chow. And the product that he is basically promoting or selling called the basically the Halo or Halo neuroscience um, product is really incredible. And you can go grab that over allaroundjoe.com slash 60 or you can listen to it. I highly recommend that you do and tell me what you think. It was super interesting talking to Daniel and I think you'll find it interesting as well. I just want to make that quick note because I thought it was just a phenomenal interview and I think that that product and that technology is really going to change some of the things, some of the ways that we can improve faster, so super cool stuff. But let's go through the CrossFit Open now. Let's jump right into this. So the first thing CrossFit did, or Dave Castro, or however you want to put it, is he released a 20-minute AMRAP that consisted of overhead walking lunges, burpees, and chest-to-bar pull-ups. On paper, it didn't look so bad. But in reality, I've got to say it was probably one of the worst open workouts or the worst open workout I've ever had to do. Mostly because it was just so long, and I saw athlete after athlete going through the workout and getting just about to the 12-minute mark before they completely blew up. It was like, all right, they're going to do awesome on this workout, and then they hit 12 minutes, and now it's like, well, I don't know if they're going to do so good on this workout anymore. And that was definitely the case, especially when I did it the first time. The second time, I overpaced it and it actually worked out quite a bit better. And the way that I overpaced that was on the burpees. What I noticed the first time is that you didn't think that it was going to be that many burpees. And it it wasn't, but they caught up with you. There was something about doing that bar facing burpee that really jacked your heart rate up. So what I found for the second time through was if I was able to lunge fast but burpee really really slow and we're talking about like dropping then going to a knee then stepping up then jumping over that was able to preserve or lower my heart rate enough to continue moving fast through the overhead walking lunges and i never had to break up the chest of our pull-ups but that 20 minute guy man that was tough and then they followed that up next with 16.2 which also threw us through quite a a little thing if you will because it was another long workout it was a workout that involved a bunch of toes to bar a bunch of double unders and a bunch of squat cleans so if you ran into that then or if you were I should say if you were good at all at those movements, then you ended up having to work harder and longer. So there was really no place to to slow yourself down or catch your breath unless you were really good at the toaster bar. So if you were great at the toaster bar, then it was it wasn't too bad. But then you ran into alright, are you good at the toaster bar? and are you good at the squat cleans? And that's the question. If you are or if you were, then it was not too bad. But if you weren't, then you would run get through the toaster bar, but then you'd run into an issue with the squat cleans. So it's pretty interesting workout. And the, again, if you did well, your workout was lasting you 12 to you know 20 minutes, essentially. And that's another long, long workout. And I don't know about you guys, but in my training with Misfit Athletics, we didn't do a whole bunch of long workouts. So getting into those guys, man, that was tough. And it hurt a lot of our team because we just hadn't done any of the longer conditioning pieces that it took to get through that. it's like, Personally, there was no reason for myself to get caught up on those cleans at all. But I was just so gassed by the time that I got into the 225 pound cleans that I couldn't make it through that set. And there's no reason I couldn't have cleaned 275 after that, but I couldn't get there. So it was an interesting setup for sure. And then the next week we went into the 10 power snatches and three bar muscle up workout. For seven minutes which was a breath of fresh air after doing the two long workouts so you only had to go for seven minutes and the first thing that I noticed on this was like man I looked up at the clock for the first time and I was halfway through the workout already with the earlier workouts you had to do your best to just keep on moving because if you looked up at the clock you would be discouraged knowing that you had so much more time to go But this one went pretty fast. And what I found doing this a couple of times, the the best thing you had to do or what you had to do to do well is just power through those snatches as fast as you could. And I even opted to use a not very pretty snatch form in order to move faster. And that helped quite a bit because the bar muscle-ups were not a factor or shouldn't necessarily have been a factor for you if you were going to do well in the open. Week four... This was my favorite workout by far, the quote-unquote chipper. 13 minutes, 55 deadlifts, 55 wall balls, 55 calorie row, 55 handstand push-ups. The reason I like this one is because you have one, essentially one exercise that you're working through, and you can pretty much chalk it off the list once you get done with it, or at least for a while. So you just chip your way through it as best you can move as you know or take as small breaks as possible and then move on to the next piece. And I found that there was some good strategy to this one um, how you broke up your sets how you managed your heart rate and then really what it came down to was how well you could get through the 55 handstand push-ups. So if you were good at keeping handstand push-ups then this workout was probably pretty darn good for you but if you weren't then there was no way we were going to get through it. Um, and like I said, this was my favorite workout by far, definitely the best on this workout, mostly because I like chippers and handstand push-ups work out well for me. But then they had to come back and slap us around again with the throwback workout of the 21, 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3 of, yes, thrusters and burpees over the bar, which are or bar-facing burpees, which, man, oh, man, if they could have picked a worse workout for myself personally, I don't know. I think that's the worst one they could have picked. Just terrible. You have to really just grind it out. And it's another one of those workouts where if you're not conditioned enough, which I don't feel like I was, then you're just in for a fight and it's going to hurt. And you really just have to get to the point where you're not, where you're moving the whole time, where you're not slowing down, and you just stay there until you can see the finish and you could try and pick it up then. but it's it's a workout that is not necessarily fun. If you have a, an incredible engine, you can crush it. If you don't, and you're more of a power person, then you're gonna you're gonna not like this one so much. So those were the five workouts that they had in the open this year. Unfortunately, for myself and our team, we did not make it. I think we ended up like, 26th or 27th in our Northwest region and they ended up only taking 15 teams this year which is down from 20 that they have taken previously or at least since they've had the super regional so what I wanted to talk about then is how someone would get themselves to regionals all right if you're shooting for an individual spot it's getting harder and harder there's just more and more people um, here's an example so, I finished in the 150th range in my region, so 150 or 150-something. And that put me about at 1.9 percentile of all-male CrossFitters. So I was in the top 2% of all-male CrossFitters, and I was still a ways, so 130 spots out of making regionals, personally. Um, So if that goes to show anything you have to be really, really on your game in order to make it to regionals as an individual. And the number one thing I think you have to have for that is an engine or cardiovascular uh, endurance at a light weight. So what I mean by that is someone that can do lightweight movements and never get tired. That's where you need to be in order to get there can in order to get to the games you definitely have to be strong as well but you can get yourself into that regionals position just by being middle of the pack strong but having this engine that just never quits so how do you do that and that's the question you know, I think that some of these cross, CrossFit programs are seriously lacking that conditioning that people need, just like a baseline of conditioning. And the reason that I say that is because when I first came into CrossFit, I was doing uh, ultramarathon running, so like 50-mile ultramarathons through the woods. I was doing some Ironmans, and at that particular time, I didn't know how to do snatches. I didn't know how to do clean and jerks. I didn't know how to do muscle-ups, really. I didn't have those skills down at all. But what I did do is when we had workouts um, that were longer or that required you to just like dig deep and not stop moving, my breathing or cardiovascular system was never the, the piece that, that failed first. It would have been, you know, all right, my movement pattern is not good. So my mus- I'm having uh, muscular endurance failure but it never had to do with breathing too hard or anything like that. Then as I trained as more of a competitive CrossFit athlete, I lost that in that endurance piece. Got stronger, got better at movements and then it flipped around. So now it's rarely ever that the weight is too heavy, but at least in the open workouts, but it's that the cardiovascular demand is too much. So Literally, I'm breathing too hard to continue to move at a fast enough pace. My body is not clearing lactic acid. I'm not actually able to continue moving the way that I would like to continue moving. So the question is, how do you get that back? And that's the question that I'm asking myself. So this is kind of like an open forum here. I think that these programs that people are doing, you know, uh, the Comp training, Invictus, Misfits, um, several other of them out there. They, at least in the last couple of years that I've been part of them, they've been missing the real base conditioning piece that people have, unless you're doing that as a in addition to your CrossFit training or you have them working with you specifically on a personal level and getting that type of coaching to build up the engine or the cardiovascular endurance that you need. So my feeling is the people that are actually making it through these programs um, have that base level of conditioning as kind of like their genetic makeup, so they don't need to work as hard at that particular piece. That part is the one that comes easy to them. But the people that are the other way around have to work harder at that at that Uh, cardiovascular piece. And it seems to be something that is not included in these training programs, having gone through a very cardio-based program when I got into CrossFit and feeling what that felt like versus having gone through a heavily strength-based program with Invictus or heavily uh, metabolic or, you know, Metcon type of program with Misfits. So they still didn't necessarily bring enough base level cardiovascular conditioning to really flush your body and make sure that you were going to be continuing continuously able to move through lightweight uh, high rep metcons that were longer than, you know, seven, eight minutes. So that's the question. Now, how do you put those things in? And I believe that there's, uh, an, you know, it's not a very straightforward answer. You have people like Hinshaw that are doing these running workouts, um, and there are other programs out there that you could follow, or even, you know, I've dabbled in the idea of just following a maybe a triathlon program that's like a three-day-a-week program alongside doing your CrossFit workouts, just to make sure that you're able to continue building the base level of conditioning. So it'll be interesting to see how that works, but I feel like you have to figure out what type of athlete you are and what type of training you need, where your deficiencies are. And most times people are thinking about, oh, I'm deficient in muscle-ups or I'm deficient in one particular movement. Yeah, you gotta get that, but you have to get your energy system deficiency down as well. Because you're not gonna be good at typically good at all those things like, you know, uh long workouts, short workouts that require a lot of strength and power you know, medium workouts that incorporate both, you have to figure out where that is and get after it. And I, you know, I don't have the largest group to sample, just the people that I work out with regularly, but it seems like that cardiovascular component is more often than not the one that people are lacking. And I think that that's just because it's flashy and, and cool to see people lifting big weights and, And, you know, yeah, just lifting big weights and doing, you know, muscle-ups and things like that. But it's not as cool and as fun to go out and spend 30 minutes an hour doing running workouts or, you know, on the rower. It just hurts. It doesn't feel good. So let me know what you think about this. I'd be interested to hear what people have to say Um, because that's where my thought process is going with how you're going to get to regionals is really increasing that cardiovascular base then you got to be able to eat for it as well, which I was going to talk about uh, um, in this podcast. And you got to make sure that you're going to be able to have the nutrition. And what I've found that if you're going to be doing that much working out, you have to fuel your body in such a way that you have your baseline amount of protein, you have a baseline amount of fat, and you have a lot of carbohydrates. So maybe even way more carbohydrates than most people think. Kind of come from good quality sources. But you really have to stress that you need carbohydrates and I still utilize the timing factor and things like trying to have very low carbs during breakfast and maybe even lunch and then you pre-workout you have some more carbs like some oatmeal or something post-workout then you have your you know post-workout shake which is something that has more high glycemic carbs like sugars in there and then a post-post type of workout thing so your full meal has a bunch of carbohydrates in there for the next few hours and then you dip back down again but depends on the timing of your workout. So in order to continue progressing and have all of these workouts going, you have to really feel your body and make sure that you're getting enough. So I think that you have to take an approach of, yep, I got my protein, yep, I got my fat, and I might play with my fat intake a little bit, but then you really play with your carbohydrate intake. And you might even go up to, you know, two times body weight on your carbohydrates or, or more to see how that makes you feel, how the body ends up looking. Do you end up putting on body fat? Do you continue leaning out? Do you have more energy? Do you have less energy? Do you feel lethargic? All that stuff. Take those notes, but then just give it a shot and see how your training progresses with that. So these are my thoughts on what you need to do if you're going to be a competitive CrossFit Open athlete and potentially get to regionals. And I will be keeping you up to date with my training and how that's going for me because I'm always trying these things out so that I can share them with you and do the best that I can in CrossFit. But I love to hear what you guys think on the topic and I will keep you guys all informed of how things are going. I hope that everyone out in the podcast world is doing good. Also, if you are interested in, uh, online nutrition coaching. I know I've had quite a few people asking about that recently. I'm typically only working with two to three clients at a time. So if you are interested in that, make sure that you shoot me an email at joe at and I can get you in line in the queue for that. Just make sure that you're doing it for some you're, you're doing it for a reason that you really are going to stay motivated with. I want to work with someone that is actually going to take to heart what I say and implement that so that we can see real results really fast rather than, you know, not having it be conducive for your schedule or your particular lifestyle and then not see the results as, as fast. But like I said, I'm working with two to three clients at a time right now and I need to, and there's a queue, So, Let me know if you're interested, and the price is currently $250 a month or $250 for four weeks of coaching. If you have any more, uh, need more information on that, you can email me or you can go over to allaroundjo.com and click on the coaching or uh, diet coaching tab and read about that. So that is all I have for this week's podcast the all around joe podcast where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy happy and productive life i will see you on the next podcast